I'm excited to have Oren CEO, one of the co-founders of Equity B. And I'm going to pass it off to you because I've been so excited to speak with you. Uh, there's so many people now, given what's happening in the economy, with stock prices cratering, with people in the sec tech sector, on Wall Street, other areas worried about their stock and their stock holdings and what do we do? And I thought you would be like the perfect person to give a high level view of what's going on. And I know you can't give any financial advice, but just kind of big picture advice. What are the options? So maybe with that in mind, you could maybe tell a little about yourself and Equity B. Of course, Jack. So first, happy to be here. Um, I, I think it might make sense to start with a quick introduction of what we do at Equity B to better understand what we are doing and where we are coming from. So at Equity B, our mission is to empower all startup employees to participate in the success of the companies they have built. Now, it sounds quite trivial, right? You join a startup company, you get some stock options, equity, um, the company grows, you join the right company at the right time, and when then the company goes public or exits and you get your piece of the pie. The reality, unfortunately, is very, very different. In the first part, employees join startup companies. They don't really have the knowledge in most cases or the tools to join the right company at the right time. And while employees negotiate their salaries, they don't have the tools or the data that they need to really negotiate their equity. And you know, five, 10% higher salary can be a nice thing, but five, 20, 30% higher equity can be a life-changing event. Owning the right equity, the right company can be a life-changing event versus a slight increase in your salary, which is not likely to be. So that's the first thing. When they join the company, employees don't have what they need to select the right company and negotiate properly their equity. Then when after they join the company, they work the right company, they created value for the company. The average employee today in Silicon Valley and the US, the average startup employee, they will spend about two and a half years in a company. While on average, it will take for a company about 12 years from inception to an IPO. It means that most of these employees will switch several companies during that time and will not be there for the entire journey of the company. And the problem is that even if you joined the right time, the right company at the right time and got some equity, if you will decide to leave, or if the company will decide it's your time to leave, it doesn't matter, you will have a limited amount of time to exercise your stock options. So assuming you joined the right company at the right time, say that you need to pay now out of pocket when once you are leaving to exercise and pay the applicable taxes, $200,000. Uh, to buy an asset that is valued today at six hundred or seven hundred thousand dollars, it should be a no-brainer. You pay two hundred, you get seven hundred back. But these, that, that, what you're actually getting is an illiquid asset that is not tradable, that you'll need to wait now for the company to go public or exit. Most startup employees don't have the cash, and even if they do, they cannot afford the risk of investor life savings in one illiquid startup company especially they cannot do that every two and a half years. And because of that, the majority of startup employees 
do not exercise the stock options and fail to participate in the success of the companies they have built. So this is the problem that we are trying to, uh, to fix in the market. And that's where we are coming from. And the way that we do that is because we want to provide employees with the best deal possible. And at the same time, we would like to provide access to investors to these great companies We've built a platform that employees can come to the platform, sign up, say, hey, uh, I'm working or work at this company. These are, that's my equity grant. And from the other end, we have a, a community of investors offering them the capital they need to get the money they need to access the stock options or to even receive some liquidity in different cases. Um, and yeah, and eventually participate in the company, in this, in the, to participate in the success of the company they help out. So that's what we do at Equity, at Equity B. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt, but if you, so let's say you take the option where you want to get more stock, you know, relative to your salary. Um, is there, do you have to lay out any money right away or no? Or it's just an obligation no. down the road to, to pay for it, to convert? <clears throat> so the way that stock option works is that you get a stock option with, with a strike price. It means that once you would like to, to turn it into a share, you need to take to pay the strike prices, to, to, sorry, to pay the strike price and applicable taxes on the theoretical profit. So if you own stock options and the company exits in a higher value than your exercise price, your strike price, that is very simple. You just you receive money, you pay back the strike, you pay the strike price, and you actually make the, your profit is the difference. Do do they offer guidance internally at the company to help you walk it through, or you, as an employee on your own, have to figure this out and do your homework? We've seen some companies provide this guidance, but it's not the common case. Really, I would I wouldn't say it's very rare. But most companies do not provide this guidance because many employees simply don't ask. More many employees, because they don't know and they don't have the you know very smart, you know, computer science graduates from top tier universities. They, they just don't ask. They ask what is what is my salary, what are the benefits, um, what kind of food you guys offer, but they don't really dwell on the equity part, which is very unfortunate because. Owning an equity at the right company at the right time can and will lead to a life-changing event, okay? Um, all of the other stuff that I just mentioned do not. Uh, and because this market is very opaque, um, you can see huge differences between the value of equity grants. Um, some companies can offer three or five times more than other comparable companies while you will not see such differences with you know cash compensation because it's not as because it's opaque because people don't you know have ways to compare and usually they cannot put dollar value in front of it so to compare dollar value is very easy but to compare equity value it's harder because first most employees don't ask so you don't they don't even know what is a dollar value and then how would you compare you're not a professional investor you have to say um early stage company series a stage okay and you are comparing the, the, these two companies 
one company can be very, um, you know, top tier investors growing fast um, and the entire, all of the top tier VCs of, um, of Silicon Valley would like to invest in that company versus the other company, the Series A company, it might be successful in the future, but, but right now it's not doing very well. For employees that are not, you know, that for developers or for marketers, for product managers, in most case, in most times, because they are not professional investors, they don't know how to ask these questions. Specifically, because of this, in order to help employees to make more educated decisions, we released the 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 most sought after startup companies by our investor community. Not because we believe that if a company is there, it will, it will, it means that it will for sure be successful, but we believe that it's a good signal that if many investor, professional investors seek access to a specific company, it's a very good signal that that company has a better chances, a better chance or better probability, higher probability to be successful than companies that investors don't seek access to. Again, it's not bulletproof. Okay, things change. The companies that were very sought after in the past, not necessarily the same today. But I believe it's a good signal. And that's exactly why every once in a while uh, we released this survey. And just recently, we, we, we've released um, the top 100 startups um, in, uh, demand within our platform uh, based on our investor community. That makes a lot of sense because this way you could give some metrics to decide how do I figure out where I stand? And if you could compare it to say, hey, if you have Sequoia and you have, you know, Tiger funds or whatever it may be, and here's their track record of success. And then I imagine also where, what field you're playing in. Is it biotech? Is it, you know, what type of startup is it? And then I, I imagine you need to have the, you know, kind of the data and the information, which ones have a faster growth chart. Is it a SaaS kind of company or what have you? And then it could help. So it could help people make more intelligent decision, right? Correct. And exactly because of this, because we know that many employees actually say, you know, I'm into fintech. I'm limiting my search only to fintech or I'm into biotech. So I'm, I want to work only in biotech companies. So within this, we, we call it the equity B100. And within this, we released the full top 100 companies, most sought after by investor community. And we also break it down into different verticals. These are the top five in FinTech. This is the top five in biotech. This is the top five in data, in big data or enterprise software. So if as an employee, you are um, into a specific vertical, um, you should, make your educated decision. And I'm not saying that you necessarily need to go to the most sought after company, but if you're going to less known or successful company at the moment, it means that the risk that you're taking is higher. So the equity compensation that you should ask, it's a good argument to say, you know, I have another offer from this company that right now seems to be more promising. I believe in your company, I would like to join, but because of the higher risk, I'm asking for more equity. And I think it's a very good argument to, to have once you're negotiating for your equity package. Or in this kind of market where we see um, 
with Laos FYI, I think what they have like 150,000 people in tech and startups were laid off. Do companies now offer more equity or less given that we're in a tougher <clears throat> contracting economy, possibly going to recession? Yeah, um, so it's still early to say, okay. because I don't, I, I can't know for sure what companies are offering, but on anecdotes, I've seen actually on anecdotes and, you know, within my inner circle, I've seen companies now offering more equity because first companies are now more sensitive to cash. So it's easier for them to offer sense. equity. That's one. Also, as a CEO, I can tell you that when I see employees negotiating for more for equity than cash, I believe that it's because they believe in the company more and I appreciate it. Um, so it's a good signal for, uh, for a, a promising candidate. Um, and last, the thing is that the way that equity works is that, that equity is being granted, the strike price is determined based on the current fair market value of the company, okay? And it's called 49A or fair market value. And the fair market value is determined once every time, at least once every 12 months uh, or, or earlier after is a major event in the company, like a funding round. Now that we are almost soon, a year into the economy slowdown, I guess that by April or May, all companies will have an updated fair market value. Most companies actually took leverage of the current market and voluntarily updated their form market value to lower their form market value in order to benefit their employees. Okay. Wait a minute. So, so, so in other words, not take calling out any company specifically, they may write down the value of their company during 2021. Everybody wanted to be a billionaire unicorn company and say, look how great we are. Maybe now it's different. Everyone kind of brings it down so that, but they and, still feel the company has a lot of growth. So then the people who have get equity have a better chance of making more money on it. Right. Exactly. And we've seen some, you know, uh, headlines in different, with different publishers, you know, company X slash their valuation because of the market. No. So in these headlines are misguided because companies have strong incentive to lower their firm market value in order to benefit their employees. And especially now in the current market, they can lower it even further. Oh, so, wow. so when providing grants to employees, uh, so when providing grants to employees, um, they, uh, they can provide them with lower, uh, with lower uh, share price, or sorry, lower strike price and benefit them even more. I know so, so, I'm referring to, to private companies only, and right. it's very important to understand, like I'm not an investment advisor and I, it's very hard to make predictions, especially about the future. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what, uh, how, uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, I'm not a professor of economy and I'm not an economist and I don't know how 2023 or 2024 will look like. What I do know is because the way that it works as with comparables to the public market into funding rounds, now companies can lower their farm market value further. And if we're looking, trying to see what happened in the past, the, the last crisis, 2008, 
investors who invested right after the crisis, that vintage was very, very good, one of the best, okay? So if we believe that history will repeat itself, investors who will invest right now are likely to generate very, very good returns. Now, what employees need to understand is whenever they join a company, so for investors, it's quite obvious, right? They know, they understand that the current, the current equity prices are way cheaper. And if history will repeat itself, they will increase. So now it's a very good time to make investments. What employees need to understand is whenever they join a startup company and they get equity, they're actually making an investment in one single company, the company they are working for. So right now, it might be a very, very good time to seek a role with a, with a significant, significant equity grant or to approach your current employer if you're, strong, if you're a big believer in the company and say, hey, did we update our fair market value? The market changed, I'm still here, but I would like to get a refresh grant, okay? Um, to take a, uh, to make sure they get the most out of, out, out of the current market. And how does that work? Are companies generally open? If, if let's say I really believe in, you know, ABC widget tech company and I, and I, and mm -hmm. I feel it's awesome. And, um, I recognize that market conditions are not good now, but I'm confident they're going to improve in a year or two. So I want to kind of really, I want to, like Warren Buffett, you buy it when it's cheap. You want to be a value investor. So, so can you just go to your boss or you go to HR or go to, like, who would you even go to within the company to say, hey, how do I get a refresher? How can I get more? And to get it, do you have to give up anything or would they gladly hand it to you? How does that work? Yeah, um, so it's equity grant is part of the benefits, right? So as you should go to the same person that you would discuss your compensation with. Okay, um, and I believe, and that's what we follow at Equity B, that companies should provide refresh grants on a regular basis. Because as I said, you join a company and usually you get your equity grant for four years. What happened after two years in the company? So you're like, you're 50% vested, okay? So what, what will happen in the next two or three or four or five years? So what we believe is that you should get new grants on a regular basis to keep you incentivized in the company and make sure that those who stay longer with the company will have significantly higher equity holdings in the company. So some, some companies like Equity B for their employees do it on a regular basis. Uh, and other companies don't, but I would encourage employees to just ask, worst case, you, the company will just say no, and you'll be able to make your decision if you like to stay or not, okay? Um, but I think especially in times like this, it's a very um, legitimate request to get a refresh grant of equity from the company that you are building. Now, Oren, you mentioned, and I've seen this as well, where particularly the Silicon Valley, there's a huge turnover rate as you meant, two years, three years, four years, maybe one year being in a company and moving on. Mm -hmm. Do you do you need 
do you walk away from it if you leave too soon? Or how does that work for people to know if you kind of leave, switch jobs? Do you leave do you leave it on the table or some of it on the table or can you take it with you? So the standard for stock options is that you get it vested over four years, right? The standard is usually that the first 25% is after the first year and then you get it monthly or quarterly, okay? So let's assume that you joined company X and you received 100 stock options and you worked at the company for two years. So you are vested 50 50%, which is 50 stock options, right? So if you are leaving, you will not get the 50 shares that are still not vested, but maybe you're leaving for a different company and you'll get their shares instead. So maybe it's worth it because you know, you'll, you'll hedge your risk with two different companies and maybe the other company is more promising. Maybe that makes sense. However, what about the, the first 50 shares that are already vested? In that case, once you're leaving your company, you will have a limited amount of time to exercise the stock options. In usually that amount of time, if it's these are incentive stock options or what they are referring as ISOs is by law limited to 90 days. So within 90 days, you need to pay out of pocket the strike price, which is known once you join the company, assuming that you have 50 stock options and the strike price of say every stock option is the, the strike price is $1. So $1 times 50, it's $50. However, you also need to pay the taxes on the theoretical profit between the strike price and the current fair market value of the company right now. So if you joined the right company at the right time, and the company did very, very well, it, mean that it means that the fair market value increased significantly. Uh, and that portion can be actually very, very high. Uh, we've just released the state of the, um, uh, our annual state of the union for 2022. And I think the, excess, the, the average exercise price or the median was anywhere between 50 to $80,000, but that's without the taxes, okay? Um, you know, I think one of the first employees that we launched Equity B in March 2020, just to give you an example, and we launched Equity B in, in, in the US in March 2020, and one of the first employees we've supported, he needed about, he was a, a front-end developer who joined the right company at the right time, a consumer company, a known consumer company, but not, of that, not, not one of the hottest high-flying company, but a good company. He joined, and if I remember correctly, that strike price portion was about $50,000 and the tax portion was about 700. So that employee needed about $750,000 to exercise his stock option. He joined the right company at the right time and because he joined the right company at the right time, the, the company did so well, the tax portion was so significant that he couldn't afford to exercise. Um, so it's about a, a, a bit counterintuitive that if you join the right company at the right time, you likely would be able to exercise out of pocket without solutions such as equity B is almost impossible. And you would provide an introduction, if I understand, to investors so that in that scenario where a person doesn't have the financial means 
to, to hit that strike price and take the uh, stock with them, you could connect them with people who could loan you the money, right? Or like lend the money so that you could buy it. And so in addition to the taxes and whatever profits that you have to pay, you know, in taxes, you have to just pay off the loan, but you have that stock. No, no, no. So, so first, very important. It's not a okay. loan; it's an investment. And what we do, we have a platform. You don't, we don't introduce you directly to the investor. Okay. Equity B is the broker that that administers everything, and the investors don't know who the employees are, and the employees don't know the investors. Okay, because like, it wasn't clear for that. So, so you have investors, but you're not sure who the investors are. But they would allocate the the resources yeah. that you could you could effectuate the the you know acquisition of that stock. And you don't so have, the you way that, have the money out of your own pocket. Yeah, the way that it works, even if you have, if if you don't have the money or you can't afford the risk, say say that you just um, you are about to leave or or, or or just left company X, you have ninety days to come up with say half a million dollars, or even less, even fifty thousand dollars. You know, different. Um, it it varies a lot, but for the sake of the conversation, say half a million dollars. You will approach equity B, you say, I just left company X, this is my strike price, this is the terms, that's the company. And we'll tell you based on our investor community, um, their demand is that for for your, co your company, we will be able to front you the money, say half a million dollars, including to cover strike and taxes, to cover everything. So you'll not, you will not need to pay anything out of pocket. And in return, upon a liquidity event, and only upon a successful liquidity event, you will pay back the investment amount, annual interest, and a certain percentage of your shares. That percentage can be as low as 5% or as high as 45%. It really depends on the specific company that you're coming from and how, what is the demand for this company at this price that you have from the investor community. Now, if for some reason the company did not do as well or failed to go public or never exited or exited in a lower amount, you the employees will never pay out of pocket. So they have zero out of pocket risk. They'll get all the money they need to exercise the stock options and potentially participate in the future success of the company they help build. But for this money that the, the capital that re, they received from the investor community, they will share a portion of their future upside. It's interesting. And the way you're walking us through this, I'd imagine that there are a lot of people out there at various companies who probably just walked away from this because it just gets too complicated. They didn't know what to do. Have you seen a lot of those stories where people, you know, I could have, oh my gosh, I was in early on Uber, but I didn't have the money and I just, ah, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. I'm just giving it Uber's example, whatever it could be. I, I've, seen, I've, see, I've seen such examples also yeah. with Uber. Uh, about 55% of stock options goes unexercised every year in the US. So more than about 55% of stock options goes unexercised. And because of the example I just gave you, if you join the right company at the right time, the likelihood of you able to exercise out of pocket is impossible. So because if you, on average, if employees 
switch roles every two and a half years. And on average, if you need to pay every two and a half years an exercise cost that is higher than one annual net salary, nobody can afford it. It's structured in a way, the system is broken in that way. It's, it's, almost, it's, in, it's almost geared towards the people who are the VCs who have a crazy amount of money or the senior folks who have a lot of money and they could do it. But for the regular people, it's it's really hard, right? It's, I wouldn't, you know, I, 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 I don't want to put blames because it's, it's a, it, most it's tax structure. Yeah. Okay, and that's the way it, it's, they, um, they structured it. So it's not specifically about, you know, it's built for, for a specific group of people, but that's the way that it built. And for um, employees that can take the risk or can afford the risk, that's great. But for those who don't, uh, and um, for those who don't, I think our solution um, is critical. And, you know, I'll just give you an example how important it is. Let's assume that you and I, you know, we grew up together. We are best friends. We went to the same, you know, kindergarten, then school, and then we went to the same college. We both got our computer science degree and joined the same company. Um, we worked hard and after four years, we got our stock options vested and we decided to leave together to that, to another company. We like, we're exactly the same. We have the exactly the same, you know, career trajectory. We did the same. And so in theory, we should earn the same money. Right. But then when we decided to leave, we need to pay out of pocket to exercise stock options of this great company that, that we are very, very bullish on say 200 or $200,000. We didn't make enough money from our salary. So obviously we can't afford it, but I'm coming from a wealthy family so I can just ask my parents for the money and you don't. And that's not fair. Equity right now is not equitable. Yeah. We worked exactly as hard. We've er it's ours, we've earned it, it's ours. But outcome because I can afford it because I was because I am coming from a rich family and you're, you're not. It means that it's not equitable, and this is something that should be fixed. And this is one of our one of the one of the bullets in our mission statement that by empowering startup employees, we are making equity equitable. And I think this is very very important, especially in times like this. Uh, in Silicon Valley or in the tech ecosystem within the United States. Yeah, I could see how, given that example, it could be very frustrating where you're excited about it, but you just don't have the money to come up with it. And then you're worried. Let's say you don't come from a family of means. And even if you do exercise it, then you have to worry, what if it doesn't work out? And I kind of put everything into that, that hope. And it's not panning out. So it's like, a, it's a big risk, right? Uh, I'll give you another example. Um, th this is, uh, I, I can't share, I, I can't share the name, but um, again, in 2020, sometimes employees approached us, they say, they approach us, they say, I need $200,000. I can afford out of pocket $40,000. And so I, I need you guys to, to just give me 160. Okay. It, sometimes they take the entire amount. Sometimes they do something out of pocket. 
So we were approached by, again, this developer, not a very senior developer. Uh, it was an immigrant from India. Um, and he said, I don't have a dime to spare. I have literally nothing, um, but I need $300,000 to access my stock options. And if I will not get it from you, I will just forego the stock options. Oof. Okay. We managed to get him the entire amount, $300,000. Um, and 10 months later, the company that he, he left went public. These $300,000 became $4.2 million. Nice. <laughs> in, that employee paid a portion back to the investors who generated with le within less than a year a great return. Okay. That employee alone netted over $3 million. And that employee that was, that came from India to the US and did never dying to spare is now a millionaire. And he used some of this money, some of this money to open clinics back in India. So it's like a circle of doing good in the world that, right. uh, and a success story that we are very, very proud of. What do you, and I, this is not a fair question for me to ask, but because uh, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but any sense like how this is going to play out, you know, in terms of, um, you know, people figuring out, hey, am I going to exercise or I'm just going to walk away from this because I don't know what to do. I don't have enough money. I'm just, 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 you know, when, when, if you're a company, you're getting laid off and you saw your, 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 the value of your stock going down and you're looking for another job, it's, it's, you're not the right headset to do this, but like, how do you, what do you see happening? Any, any, any takes on it from, from your vantage point? Yeah. So I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Um, and I don't know um, what, uh, how the next years would look like, will look like. I can say that nobody knows. Right, you know, now the top experts and investors are saying 2023 and 2024 are going to be rough, and we will we will see the light late 2024, early 2025. Now, when when you read these, you know, um, projections, keep in mind that the best investors, the smartest people in the world, in March 2020, with when COVID started, told us how everything is going to be over, and we all remember the Sequoia Black Swan letter from March 2020. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe three or four months later, the market started to be, you know, we, st we, we saw, you know, the prices increase and probably the best bulls market since we, we've ever seen for 2020 and then 2021. Um, so nobody knows, nobody knows. What I would say to employees, is that if you decide to access your stock options using your own capital, using your own money, your own savings, you need to understand that you're investing in one illiquid startup company. It's a very risky investment. So you should, uh, you should make a very educated decision if you're about to do that. If, you're not, if you can't afford it, or you, don't, or you don't wish to take that risk, or you simply don't have the cash, you should approach equity B. Um, I'm a bit biased here, but um, to uh, you know, uh, a disclosure. Um, but um, we, our solution provides you with the ability to get the money you need to exercise the stock options without taking any out-of-pocket risk. You will never need to pay anything out-of-pocket that you didn't get from the company. 
or for, sorry, for your shares. Um, so if you can't afford it or you don't have the cash um, or you can't afford the risk, um, that's the best solution that you have. And for sure, you should try this before simply foregoing your stock options, your hard earned equity, because it's yours. You shouldn't, if you can retain it or some of it, you should. Um, and given the fact that if you will not do that, you will for sure lose everything. I'm so glad you took the time or to, to walk people through it because I've seen so many folks, particularly let's say with the, you know, the blind platform where people now there it's more public stock that they're talking about, but it's, it's, it's also startups and people, you don't know what to do. And sometimes you're afraid to ask. And, it, and like you said earlier, you could be the smartest software engineer or developer, but you really feel awkward asking these questions because no one wants to feel dumb. So they don't ask and then they don't know what to do. So this way it makes an easy solution. If you're not, you know, how does this work? What do I do? How do I get the funding? How do I execute it? How do I make sure I don't miss out on that, you know, 90 day window and so forth. So this way you offer that all-inclusive solution that they can come to you and they don't have to worry. And they're like, all right, all right, help me out here. Here's what I got to do. I want to hold on to this. Maybe I don't have rich parents. And so I don't have the money. Can you hook me up? How do I do it? And this way, it just takes care of all of it for you. So you don't look back five years from now and go, oh my God, I could have had so much money in this and I, can't, I walked away from it. Oh my gosh. You know, so at least, you know, you, you know, so it gives you options, no pun intended of like what to do. Exactly. I've seen it happening so many times of employees walking away because they don't have access or they can't take the risk or because simply don't know, they don't know. And we want to make sure to put an end to this and to make sure that all startup employees will get what they, they've earned and participate in the success of the company they built, get their piece of the pie. That's it for The Blind Ambition. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.